Anyway, I'll go funny. Are we on, Mike? We good? Okay. Go funny. I like Parashat Shemini, of course. I love to say a lifelong lesson that we can take with us for our life. And to note that, there's a very, very uh, big question that's asked right off the bat is, if you look, <clears throat> if you look very clearly, you look very clearly, who is in charge of the Korbanot to be sacrificed? Originally, Moshe was the first seven days. Now, the eighth day, by the eighth day, Moshe calls in Aharon and says, Aharon, you're the one. You're the one that chose it. Now, Pashuk Shat is Moshe, technically speaking. He got, the, why was Moshe the one? It's because, very good. Because, we're good, Michael, we good? Brother, I don't please. Yeah, so he says, no, we're good, we're good. Yeah. Says, uh, says, what did he say? All right. What was the reason why Moshe wasn't the one, right? The first seven days was Moshe. After that, from after the seventh until the end, who is it? Aaron. And what's the reason being Pashup Shad was? Because Moshe... When it was the burning bush, he says, let's go, Moshe, we want. Hashem tells Moshe, Moshe, please go out and, uh, you know, go to the people. He says, who am I? What am I? And he says, oh, because of that, he got punished. Now, who you are, he's going to listen right away. Aaron is going to be the one that's going to serve as the queen. That's all with the Korbanot. Correct? That's the first shot. But today, I want to give but Hashem tell, and another explanation, why was it that Aaron had to be chosen in order to be the one to give the Korbanot for Am Yisrael? Oh, what's the reason why? Says the answer, I saw such a beautiful, beautiful shot, that Aaron gets embarrassed. I'm going to be the one now the Kohen Gadol that's going to be in charge of uh, his uh, Korbanot. I'm embarrassed. Especially, as she explained, especially it was known that Aaron, of course it was the Shem Shalai, but Aaron had part in the Chedaegia. He was the one that told people, listen, you want to make a Chedaegia? You want to make a Holy Kid? Bring in the jewelry, bring in the money, and we'll do it. Of course, Aaron didn't think it would be so fast. He was trying to stall until Moshe Abedo came down from Shemaim, came down from heaven. But Aaron, being the fact that he had that initiative, of course, even though it was Moshe Shemaim, but at the end of the day, he was embarrassed. He says that shit. He's saying, how can I be the one to accept the Korbanot and be the one to sacrifice Amisrael's Korbanot. To be honest, it's Aaron out of everybody that's the most deserving to bring Amisrael's Korbanot. I'll explain you why. 
there is a difference between sympathy and empathy. You know the difference? What's sympathy? Anybody know over here, what is the word sympathy? You sympathize with someone. That means when a person sees someone, he's, he feels bad for the person. Let's say, oh, I, I feel bad for you because of this. I feel bad for you because of that. And there's something called empathy. Empathy is a higher level than sympathy. Why? I'll explain to you the difference. There was one time, and I've told you before. Yeah, but it's more than sharing the pain. I'll, I'll explain sure. you one. Sharing the pain, I understand, but there's more than that, right? I hear sympathy is that you sympathize with the person, right? But empathy is high. I'll explain. Let me explain. It's just like this. There was one time that a Jewish guy, was a nice, wealthy guy, and one of the Rabbanim came over, and he says to the wealthy guy, he knocks on his door. Oh, the wealthy guy opens up, Rabbi, how are you, Hacham? Come into my house, please, this, that. Says, no, 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 no. Says, well, what are... Says, no, I want you to come outside. Rabbi, it's freezing outside. Says, no, 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 come, come outside for a minute. And they start talking and back and forth and back and forth. Finally, after, you know, two, three minutes, the wealthy guy says, Rabbi, I'm freezing. I, I can't anymore. Please. Okay, fine. I just have one, one, one question for you. Go back inside. There's a poor guy. He uh, right now they just uh, he doesn't have anything. No coat. He needs a coat for the winter, and he has nothing, nothing, nothing. Could you supply him with a coat, money for a coat, three, four, whatever? No, no problem. But you can ask me inside. Come on, uh, come inside. Ask me. No problem. You know I always help you out. I take care of you. This, that, that. As you do. But bottom line is. I wanted to make sure that not only you want to donate, you feel the other person's shame. So it's easier for you to give. Oh, here you go. I'm with you. I I, I feel for that person. I, I feel insane by much. I feel I would need to be cold. If I would ask you inside, you would have found out. What did you need a, j- a jacket for? It's nice and warm over here. You, know? you wouldn't feel it. You don't feel it. You feel it. It's a different type of feeling. One time I was in Israel, and uh, I remember I was sitting down for lunch. I got invited for some lunch to a fellow who opened up a soup kitchen. A soup kitchen. You know what a soup kitchen is? Huh? People where they don't have any money for food, and they have right there, they supply them breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'll never forget, I actually walked in that soup kitchen. And I saw a lady, she was sobbing to death, that she literally grabbed any possible thing with her hand. She just couldn't, she couldn't do it. So I asked the guy, I said, what gave you the motivation to start a soup kitchen? And he answered me like this. He said, when he was a little boy, she didn't have much food. And he himself had to scrape for, 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 for whatever he could eat. And at that time, he said, when I get older, when he finally got older, he said, I felt the pain of hunger. I don't want anybody ever to feel the pain of hunger. And he went out of his way, and he built a soup kitchen. And he got over here. Why? Because he was in that same situation. 
And because he was in that same situation, he said, I got to do something about it. I'll give you one more example. You ever see, recently, somebody told me about an organization that they do for druggies, alcoholics, right? A guy got addicted to gambling, drugs or alcohol, they have a whole thing, and this, 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 this. So somebody was telling me about it, and the two people, one person that's involved, I told him, how do you relate? He said, I give a one-on-one uh, a prep talk to the druggie. I said, but does he listen? He said, yeah. I said, what? How? What? And he says, Rabbi, here's what he tells me. I was a druggie. I was an alcohol. Here's what he tells me. I was an alcohol. I was a druggie. So therefore, when he talks to the guy, he knows exactly what he's feeling. And because he knows exactly what he's feeling, he's able to relate, and he's able to not only sympathize, but feel that he's in the truth and help him out of the addiction that he's going through. that's the same thing with Aaron. Why was it? that Aaron is the best to do the Korbanot. Because Aaron was part of the head angle of starting it. What happens now? He understands. He went through the process of this which was one of the biggest sins of quality sale of Ketahegel. So therefore, when a person actually comes in to the best of Mikdash and he goes to Aaron, what happens? He's crying, the guy's crying. Oh, I did a sin offering. Is my sin offering? Some of sin offering. One of the korbanot that Moshe tells Aaron to put was for Aaron himself. The hatkafara for the haydaegel, the calf. He had to shech the calf. Aaron had to do for himself. So now, when other people come in to the bet of mitzvah and they're coming with a sin offering, chasati, and they feel bad, Aaron is right there to receive them. And he empathizes with them and says, listen, I was there. Come back and this and that. He feels what they're going through. So that's why it's Aaron that's the best person, even over the Moshe, to give the Quran. Yeah, that voice. And that's why it's so important. You know, you know what lesson this is in our lives now? I'm going to tell you. Because it's so important. Every one of us went through something in our life. Whether a guy was the biggest Allah Shabbat in the world, he knows what it is. Now go help people that are struggling with that Avera. Because you're the best one in order to pull them out. You're the, the top guy. Why? Because you went through it. And you passed it. It's like a maze. You know, the maze, the guy's struggling. Oh, he doesn't know how to get out. You want hey, oh, he got stuck. You want hey, he got stuck. You want hey, he got stuck. But you went out of the maze. You passed it. You achieved greatness of facing that struggle of whatever may be in spirituality that you already passed the maze. So you know, you tell the guy, listen, it's not even worth it. Oh, look, right there. Go this way, go that way. You're all good. And let us forget. One time, I had a very, very good friend. We're going out with a girl for, 
friends, whatever, it was going out, going out for like a six months to eight months to whatever it is. It, was, it wasn't a religious person. And when she broke up with him, when she broke up with him, he was in a big depression. He couldn't get out of this that. Until somebody else came to tell him, listen, bro, you know, and it goes, bro, he says, I was going out with a girl for two years, of course, but I'm religious, you know, you have to be understand. Religious, you like the girl, that's it. Well, you're going out with a girl for two, three years for what? I understand. Uh, you like her? Come on, finish, steal the deal, you know what I'm saying? What do they say, you know? Long engagement, right? They say long engagement, uh, that's the shalom, you know? Steal the deal. The bottom line is, another guy came over to me and said, you're in a depression for what? You know, I, and he says about himself, I was going out for two, three years, and the girl told me. That's what he says over. She said, well, how'd you get out of it? Is that? He said, what? In a few months, you won't even believe that there's a better girl out there than the one that you're going out with. So all of a sudden, he opened up. This guy is in the same situation as me. And the same thing that happened to me, even worse. And he found the better in the same about time. That's one explanation I want like to say about that. And that's why it's very important. If you went through something, you're the best person in order to save somebody else in that same situation. And that's why you see sometimes, you know, you have a, a, a guy who's giving seminars for, uh, for people. They want, let's say, they want to, they want to do a, a mass investment. And then they get a guy who's, who's running the seminar. A guy, he starts opening up. By the way, he's from rags to riches. You ever hear that statement? The guy was a zero. The guy was eating from garbage cans. And now he became a multi-billionaire. Why are you getting that guy to speak? You know why? Because that guy went through the whole, whole stage. So this is the guy who understands exactly what whoever in the, whoever in the crowd is, he understands exactly the situation. Aaron understood the situation you're in. Oh, you have to bring a sin offering? I know. I know what it is. I feel for you. I empathize with you. I don't, I don't only sympathize with you. I empathize with you. I'm with you, and I know what that feeling is. There's one, one more explanation I'd like to speak about, and that is a person must believe in tshuva. And one of the things that a person must believe in tshuva is that when you completed the tshuva, tshuva process, rest assured that you are forgiven. Again, part of the belief in tshuva of the process, after you've done the process of tshuva, you must believe that you are forgiven. How do we see that? Listen to this. It says in this week's parasha, how does it start off? What's the first words that it starts off with in parasha Shmini? Huh? Vayhi. You know what he said? Vayhi is a lashon, is the words of Vayhi. Why? And Sandin Gimara and Mitzvah Megillah speaks about it. There's a look at every time it says Vayhi Bimeh. But we're going to go focus on what? By why he the words by he by he every time you know by he, what what's by he so there's different explanations to that many who uh, my own children uh, died 
in this week's parasha. But what's the body? What happened over here? And one of the explanations is, if you look, the time before Chet Ha'egel, the Shekhinah is, was in, the empowerment of the Shekhinah was all over. Was all over. It was so powerful that wherever you are, you feel like, wow, you're in, you're in the, 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 the shul, you're in the Bermidash, you're, in, you're walking down the, you know, the crazy street, but you feel the Shekhinah with its full glory and full power right there. After Seta Egil, the Shekhinah what? Left us he left us, Hashem's always here, but in a sense, it left us. What time was that in? By Tammuz. Actually, imagine, when was the inauguration of the Mishkan, that the Shekhinah should come back, make me a Mishkan, make me a Mikdash, and I'll dwell inside. When was that? By Nisan. You know how many months that is? About nine months. Tammuz, Av, Elu, Think about it. That means the people, what were they going through? Before, the Shekinah was howled all over. It was after. What happened? It's by the Bet Midrash. It's by the Shul. It's in the building. It wasn't as how That was the Vahit. But again, it's not to say that Shekhinah is everywhere, of course. Don't get me wrong. Shekhinah is everywhere. But the power, the, 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 the world, the wildness became like, you have to be very, very careful. You're walking in. It stayed in the Makkah. It used to be all over. Now it's, you know, that's the power that, wow. Like it says, where you learn, that's where you should pray. In any case, that's the Vaishi. Now, how do you think, how do you think the people felt when they found out, by the way, we're building a Mishkan. We're building a, for what? So the Shekhinah could dwell. But isn't it, wasn't the Shekhinah dwelling all over us all the time, every single second, anyway? You're right, but it's less now. From but Now we're going to build. How do you think they felt? How do you think they felt? Fell down a little bit. They felt so, so unhappy, maybe. This or that. They couldn't believe it, right? And who knows if God would ever forgive for their sins? Who knows? Who, who knows? And I'm sure they felt like, oh man, I wish we never did it. 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 Now, what happened? They come to the Mishkan. The opening day, the eighth day, where everybody's coming out and seeing what's going to be. And who do they see there? Aaron. Aaron. What are you doing it? You were part of the head with us. You're right. But we made tshuva. And part of the tshuva process is that Hashem forgave us. And you have to believe that. And now, what happens now? They become very happy. You know why they need a happiness? 
because the Rambam speaks about it, everybody speaks about it, that one of the ways the Shekinah can't dwell on what? When a person's depressed, right? Think about it in your life. Imagine a guy is depressed. You want to hang out with that guy? In the beginning, you know, come on, bro, come on, let's go. Come chill with us, come this, come that, this, that. He's giving his taps on his back. You, you come on, yalla, bah, yalla, let's Eventually, if the guy doesn't, uh, you know, you want to help him out, but you don't want to hang out with a depressed guy. You want to be with a dep- depressed guy. Every time, oh, come on, man, come on. You want to be with a guy. I'm not talking about the uh, a guy that's nuts. I'm not talking about a nutcase. I'm talking about a guy, you know, he's all there. He's put together. He's a good guy. He's, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's not depressed. That type of a guy, you want to hang out with that type of a guy. So, too, what do you think the Shekinah? Of course, the Shekinah is with the, with the whatever. It's with everybody. But my point is, if you want to get the Nebuah, if you want to get the Nebuah, if you want to get the Nebuah, have to be happy. Otherwise, Nebuah can't come if a person's not happy. You want Nebuah? You got to be happy. You're depressed, then why can't come to you? You want it, why? Of course, it's possible. So in that situation, the people, whoever was down, all of a sudden they see Aaron giving the Qurban, say, what do you mean, you were with us? You told us to give you gold to make the Qadahajah, and you're doing it? Well, see, if you are doing it, and you forgot, they were all forgot, because you were, you were much, you understand the whole situation? Yeah, so therefore, that's the best thing out of everybody to do the Qurbanon. Because they, they feel, they, they also become happy. They become the Simcha. They become, oh, look at this. Aaron, unforgiven. Must be unforgiven? Happy. Because Aaron teaching them, when you walk in and you're going to see me giving your Qurban, what are you going to say? Tuva works. That means I'm forgiven. Aaron, you were the one who saw, you were the one who told us. And you're doing this. Must be Tuvah work. And, and, and you were forgiven. And we, we will also do Tuvah. We will also be forgiven. And that gave them the, the, the pride. That gave them the chizuk. That gave them the, the momentum. That gave them the energy to be uplifted in such a powerful way. Because one of the things that you must know and believe is tshuva works. You will be forgiven for those sins. Tshuva, the prayers to the prize of tshuva. Yes. And that was why Aaron was the one. Now I know what you're telling me. There's something that we learned from David Amelech. David said, V'chatati my sin is in front of you always. Just like it says, My sin is in front of me always. So I'll tell you one explanation I heard, amazing explanation. Is the where did it come from? Like, the choice the is like lacking, missing. It's like uh, missing in what, lacking in what? You see, every sin that a person in heaven forbid does, he was lacking in something that led him to do that sin. For example, maybe 
He was lacking in having good friends that led him to do the bad sin. So therefore, what happens automatically? He's going to make sure to stay away from these bad, bad friends. Or maybe he knows if he walks around in this area, it reminds him of this, 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 this. this. So he doesn't worry about that sin. That could, he always going to remind him that was the one that maybe caused me lacking in this, this, this. That says, what does it mean? Vechatatilinigdita means my sin is in front of me. Is one shot, meaning to say that the thing that led me to do the sin is in front of me that I should never go back to that same situation again. Oh, you know what happened? Oh, I know what happened. I um, uh, I let's say I ate, I ate too too much, and I felt like I was the champ. I was this and that, and I did this this this. this. So now I know what led me to do that. Eating, overeating. I'm not going to overeat anymore. You understand? I'm just give me an example. Everybody has its own example. So that's what we're talking about. Oh, let's say, for example, I know because I went to this place, I traveled to this place, it killed me that place. I always remember, Katati, my lacking that messed me up. I always remember that's what messed me up, and I'll never go to that place ever again. You understand what I'm saying? Katati, what I mean? Doesn't mean I necessarily have to be depressed your whole entire life from your sin. No, should forgive you for your sin. Of course, you want to say, Apologies again and again, that's no problem. But to feel depressed over it, shift the gave you to that. And therefore, a person might be asked to move on. He has to move on. Because otherwise, the person dwells, dwells, and dwells, and it'll eat him up. It'll eat him up. He can't go on. You have people like that. How the Yesara plays with their brain and says, oh, forget about it. Rabbi, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I can't do this. You don't know. I have so much sin on me, and this, that. Do this to our process. Shift the gives. And go on and go on and go on. And we learned it from a Haron thing, a Haron. So with I, I'd like to just say one more item about the reaction that we have in this week's parasha about a Haron when his children die. We know they weren't allowed to go in and this. What they do? They were... What are they doing? No, they're not. A few yeah, one, say one. The main one. Oh, the, the answer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of, bottom line is, they did something that was Hayab Mita, and they both died on that day. Two of our own children, they died on that day, and the Torah highlights the reaction of Aharon. What was the reaction of Aharon? No, Teddy? Vayidom Aharon. Vayidom didn't open up. And the Gemara says, another two people, of course there's Mumma, but another two people that we see, that what? They accepted Hashem's reaction, like, Kibiyacholak Aharon. Vayidom Aharon. Who those two? One is, when I says Abraham Avinu, the second, Samir Amelech, how do Abraham Avinu? Because it says, Varochi, Afar Ve'efes. How do we know Samir Amelech? Because it says, Olad, Pelonish. I have a question. I understand if you say that what, how do we see that they're so humble? 
from the side that they say that, that, that's the that's the that's the logo. I haven't forbid to say logo, but the 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 the, 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 the sign that you're humble. How does everybody know? I don't know. It's so weird. I don't know how Abinu is so humble. This is Abinu Chiyah if anything, that's showing humility. How is that showing you in the same category of Aharon, just like Aharon accepted what his decree would happen to him with Vayidom Aharon, so too, the same thing happened like Abraham and David. They also accepted what happened to them like, I don't like, don't, I don't get any questions. How do we see that from Naruhi? You know what I mean? No? Huh? Get a question, though, yeah? Huh? The, again, the question is, where do we, the Pasuk, the Gemara speaks out, Aaron, Abraham, and David, that their reaction to things, that what happened was, Abraham and David, if something happened to them, they took it, they accepted it from God like Aharon accepted. How did Aharon accept? Like Yidom Aharon. He accepted it without questioning God. That's it. This is what Hashem wants. This is what Hashem wants. That I see, because it says, by Yidom Aharon. That I see, he accepted God's uh, 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 decree on him that his children should die. He accepted it. By Yidom Aharon, completely. Faith in God, a hundred percent. Yeah, he didn't answer back. He didn't complain. He didn't. Then it says, we see also by Abraham, he also accepted God's decrees. Any any decree that happened to him, how do we see that? Because it says Abraham said, "Anochi How do you see that he accepted God's decree by saying, "Anochi How do we see that he accepted God's decree by saying, "Anochi David Amelis accepted God's decree. How do we know that he accepted it like Aaron, like he, he completely didn't complain about any, anything about God's sentence? Because it says, uh, 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 how do you see that? You, you hear it a little bit better, Albert, or no? Yeah, what do you mean? That, um, means that I am dust and ashes. is saying, I'm a worm rather than a human being. Right? Could you even say those words? Like, I said this once, could you, I am... Average, you can say it. I'm average. I don't know if you can say it. I'm average. I'm average. Are you crazy? You know, I am. I'm average. You're crazy. <laughs> you, can't, you can't come out. You, you, you can't come out. I'm average. I'm, I'm not average. You know, I'll tell you just as a side note. You know, I was reading a story today. There's, there's, there's a story about of Abraham Avush, not Arush Avush, A V U S H. It was a big, 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 says over that he was he was walking from a certain town to collect funds uh, for a certain situation and there was a wealthy guy at at the time and he asked this wealthy guy ah leave me alone leave me alone already and then he screamed at him then the next day this wealthy guy sees that his cane his cane was stolen and he went to this rabbi. He didn't know that he was a rabbi. He went to the rabbi. He slapped him twice on his face. He said, you stole my cane because I didn't want to give you give you a donation. You stole my cane. Ah! He slapped him twice. And he did it on the guy. 
Because one thing I didn't know he was the rabbi. I didn't know. Bottom line is, that week, they invited him for Shabbat Drasha. And he got up, and everybody everybody was there in the town because he was the guest rabbi. The guest rabbi got up, and he started speaking in front of everybody. Everyone was kissing his hand. Rabbi, this, this, this. And this wealthy guy says, who is this rabbi? Everybody's kissing his hand. He's the guy that he slapped twice. The guy fainted all the time. said, oh, my goodness. He fainted. They revived him. They put some water. They let him drink a little bit of water. He gets up, and he goes to the rabbi to ask him mechila. So as he's going to the rabbi, Rabbi Bush, he's going to the rabbi to kiss his hand. Mechila, if I excuse you, please forgive me. The rabbi right away screams out, please, I, I promise you, I did not steal your cane. I did not steal your cane. <laughs> you, know, you, you know how great that is? Imagine, he's so humble. He doesn't even know what, what, what he's coming to do. He's coming to attack him while you stole my cane. What do you mean? You're giving a speech and everybody's kissing your hand. You think that the guy's really going to come and tell you you stole my cane? Of course he's going to apologize. But he was so humble that all he was thinking about, not his own careful, not his own honor, he was thinking about, oh my goodness, he's going to accuse me again for my king. <laughs> it's a wild level. They say a story of Moshe Feinstein where Moshe was walking by a street and somebody said, Moshe, Moshe, Moshe. And Moshe turns around, yes. No, not you. You're the guy on that album. I was talking about the, my friend Moshe. He's standing right next to you. The, you know, Moshe Feinstein, the biggest guy on the generation ever had, right? He was walking by, and somebody was calling Moshe. He thought he was calling him Moshe. If you're a big rabbi, 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 he turned around, so he told me Moshe, no. He thought he was he's calling me. How you doing? You know, as, as humility. He's a great man. So I understand. I don't see to love Lord Ish. I understand all these different things. Uh, to tell me that I'm humble, that Abraham was humble, to tell me that the was humble, but how does it show that he accepted God's decrees and the answer is, it comes hand in hand. A person that's humble, he understands. Why is he not humble? Because he's thinking, if it doesn't go my way, it must be the wrong way. That's what he's thinking. Why? Because in his mind, he feels that I'm correct. And nobody can tell me otherwise. And if you tell me otherwise, you're wrong, I'm right. You, you're wrong, you understand what? Could be yes. Could be you're right. Sometimes you you will be right, and don't get me wrong. Sometimes you will be right. That's okay. But what the humility is following direction. Humility is understanding that I know there's a superior over me. There's somebody over me that's running the show, and just because I can't understand, I humble my mind. I take my mind and I and I put it underneath. And I say, Hashem, I understand, but I don't understand. But what I do understand is, I'm humbling myself. Everything is you. The Ramah brings down in your Da'ah from Rabbi Yehuda HaChasid that he wrote down. He said, if you go, you want to see if an animal is kosher. If you go to the animal and you put your hand over its head and it humbles its head and goes underneath your hand, kosher. He's humble. Of course, the Ramon brings down. He says, you still have to do shekita, you have to take the lungs, and you have to do everything. You have to make sure. But, he writes at the end of the day, you can see the, the, the holiness of the animal, 
from the fact that you put your hand on top of its head and it went underneath your head. Wow, it's holiness. Kedusha. One time the Habit Haim was walking. And the Habit Haim was in the 90s. Okay? 90s. It was a czar. You know a czar? Like a czar? Maybe in his 40s. And he was walking. And Habit Haim was walking. And, and Zar was like a, like a, a big, uh, like a, like a big minister. Big, big minister. In the 40s. And now that thing was walking, and now finally came to a street, a road, where it was so narrow, the road was so narrow, it was somebody had to go, like, he couldn't, like, he had to go to the side. Somebody had to go to the side. You can't walk together. It's too, too, too narrow. So Avet Haim saw the czar, and he, they saw the ministry, 40, 40, in the 40. And he moved to the side. I think we moved to the side for him. The czar walks by, and Avet Haim says, you know what? You know, wonder why you live such a long life. Because you humble yourself to everybody. I'm 40s, you're 90s. If anything, I was the one that's supposed to move for you. And one of the ministers doesn't want because he's the minister, you know what I'm saying? So, so he says, oh, you know, that's why I have a long life. Because when your person is humble, he accepts. He takes his mind and he says, my mind, I don't have a mind compared to God. If this is what God wants, I accept a hundred billion percent. You know why? Because I can't understand his knowledge. You could try, maybe this, maybe that. But things in your life, why is this happening? Why is that happening? The person that's humble understands. I lower my mind. I lower my dot. I lower my knowledge to you, God. And that's why the Gemara says, who was like Aaron that kept quiet when something, the bad decree happened to him and things like that and understood that that bad decree was from Hashem and nobody else? Who was it? Abraham and David. How do you, how do you know? And they, and they show humility. Yeah, because they were humble. That's exactly the reason why. Because they were humble, they understood that my mind, your mind cannot think like God. And if your mind can't think like God, so what do you want? Of course, don't get me wrong. You have to do your part. Always be humble, soft, like what? What's kane? Like a? No, what is a kane? How do you say kane? No, the one that you write the tip of the out with. Like a feather, like 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 the, like the, the thing? A quill. A quill. A quill. So, and that's why you had this zechut. If, if I were to choose to write out of a cedar wood, or to write out of a quill, what's the more I should be doing the item? Cedar wood. Right? What happens? No, this is what I speak about. What I said, it pick, the quill has the zechut. Everything has to have the zechut in life. Don't think it's just like that. You know, habakadab and his happiness. No, it must be. If, if, yeah, if, the quill had to have the cruise. Why did the quill have to have the cruise? Because it was soft. It was soft. If a person in life, you got to be soft. You can't be too stubborn. You can't be too hard. You can't be too strong. And to be honest, that's most Shalabite found from this to happen. You want to know where most Shalabite found happen? Because, a per- exactly, ego. Because the person doesn't humble himself. Many times you have... The, the, you have to understand that in a marriage, somebody has to give in. 
Because if you don't, then if imagine the husband doesn't give in and the wife doesn't give in and they're fighting firecrackers, boom, 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 boom. Eventually, there's going to be a something bomb. You understand? But why? Because it's going, fuck, 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 fuck. Where's the humility? Where's the, where, where somebody goes underneath? It's like you have a wave. How, how do you beat the wave? You go underneath the wave, you beat the wave. A person having a, a fight with his wife. I know it's very hard for the man to humble himself. But at the end of the day, the person having a wife, his wife is attacking, shambling, shambling, shambling. Saying, okay, honey, you know, this, 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 this. You don't want to give in. So what do you do? You go shamble, shamble, shamble. You know, what you, you, pour, she's pouring a wave on you, and you're taking another wave and pouring on her. And saying, okay, okay, okay. And then go ducking underneath the wave, and they're done. So the next day, two days later, it'll be over. I'm serious. This is, I'm being very, very serious right now. Because this is really, really, really where it's all about. This is where it starts. This is where it starts. Really, if a person's humble, get all, all the problems. Now, I must be very, very clear. End up with this. I'll be very, very clear. You have to also know when to be humble and when not. And I'm being very, very clear with this because sometimes in life, and I saw this many, many times with couples, how the the, the wife wants to send to a a a a, a, a religious school, and the husband wants the religion out of the window. He wants to go to a school where we know the kid will grow up not religious at all. But what does the wife tell me? Rabbi, I can't fight. Well, I'm humble. I have to let go of my guard. I never get into fight with my husband. If this is what he wants, this is what he wants. No. That's the time where you got to get involved with the rabbi. Call up the rabbi. Rabbi, I need your help on this one. I need it badly. My wife doesn't want me. My husband doesn't want me to put in a religious school. I want to put in a religious school. This already has to do more aggressiveness, as they say. Of course, there's a way of doing it. But again, in humility comes levels. And that is, you have to be careful. You have to know when to put your, your guard up. And that's why I always wanted to answer the question. Why didn't the Gemara say, what did the say? Always be soft like a quill and never be strong like a cedar wood. Why do I have to say the ending? Just say, always be soft like a quill. And don't be and don't be like a cedar wood. Why do you have to add that in? Don't be like a cedar. Tell me, be so like a quill. Because sometimes you got to be hard like a cedar wood. Yes. Sometimes you got to you got to really be strong. What do you mean? This is my value. A guy tells you, oh, uh, don't put on a guy. Oh, I have to be. I have to be. I won't put on my arm. Okay, so no problem. What do you mean? Got to yeah. Don't know. Why do you learn so much? You're gonna go crazy. Stop learning that. What do you mean? I'm learning. I go sure. I go sure. You have to be strong. You have to be confident in those situations. You have to know what the humility is. And that's why the Gemara compares Abraham's humility to Aaron's reaction towards the bad decree. You know why? Because when you're humble, the Gemara is teaching you, when you're humble, you'll be able to accept God's decree with silence. I know this is the best thing. I know God will never do anything wrong to me because He loves me more than I love myself. And if that's the case, I'm in good hands. And you know what? I don't care what my mind's thinking. You know why? Because I'm humble. My mind will humble that. So therefore, I'm just go over. First thing, like we said today, was about Aaron. What do we bring out? That Aaron was the best one to bring the Korbanot. You know why? Because he was there with the people by Cheta Eger. And therefore, he empathized with the people. He felt the people's pain when you walked in. He understood where you're coming from. And that's why any time a person 
you, you know who's the best person to help out? The person who went through a situation where the other person did, she could say, you have to do that. You're part of your sikur, to bring it out. And the second thing we said was, Aaron gave the people hope. Why was Aaron the one doing it? Because he gave those people hope. When he gave you, Aaron, you told them to give it a go. Yeah, but guess what? God forgives. When you have to know, you do chuva, God forgives. And they uplifted the people. Wow, I come back to Hashem. I'm so happy. And they uplifted them. And the third thing we said, humility. Ah, you'll be able to accept God's decree, like we see from Abraham, comparison to Aharon. And when you're humble, my mind is much lower than you, God. And therefore, whatever you send me, I know it's from you, and I accept 100%.